Hello, hello, and welcome back to the first scenes episode of Innovation Through Insights. Today, we are joined by Wilson, who is a graphic designer. You've probably seen his work on Twitter. He's made designs for huge accounts on the money Twitter space. So we have a great conversation about how he starts in graphic design and how you, if you plan to go down the graphic design route, how you can turn that into a profitable skill. Because I think much of the graphic design space is mixed. Um, people struggle. So Wilson clears up how you can make money through graphic design. And yeah, we have a great conversation. We also talk, go into depth about NFTs a bit, which Wilson has some knowledge on. So it's a great conversation. Before we jump into the episode, if you could drop a follow on the podcast, it would be much appreciated. It helps the growth. It takes one button. And if you have any feedback for Innovation Through Insights, DM me on Twitter. My link is in the bio, in the description. And I will very much appreciate it. So, yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy, my friends. Hey, dude. So, how you doing, man? Good. It's awesome to have you on here. It's Glad good. to be here. Yeah, man. And we've also got Takosa co-hosting. Unexpectedly, <laughs> I was in the middle of making French toast, and um, yeah, but now I'm here. Yeah, well, it's always good to have an extra person, bro. You, he might dip like halfway through, but yeah, because yeah, like I want to eat this French toast, so that would be chill. Yeah. But he I'm down. To- I Ask think it's questions. related to beans or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, people understand that. Joke. They watched the previous episode. But, um, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, Wilson, man. I wanted to go in, bro. Like, you know, with graphic design, you know, you're killing it. I just see your threads, right, um, at your designs. And, bro, how did you get into that? How did you get into graphic design? Uh, well, pretty much after high school, I didn't really want... I didn't really know what to do, and I, the options I had, I didn't really like any of them. So I just uh, started working random jobs. I didn't go like to the university, uh, which most people did around here. And after a while, that I found out, like I discovered Photoshop and tried learning it on my own because I like drawing, like from a kid uh, when I was a kid. I like drawing and sketching and shit like that. So uh, I got into Photoshop. I learned it inside out. uh, And I was like, this is interesting. I found out about like concept art at first, like for movies and stuff like that. But I saw that uh, that would take like many years to get to to a pro level where you, you can work this and get in big movies and and it would take like a lot of time. And I'm a very active person. I like to spend my time outside when, when the weather is good or I like to go out with friends. I like to train. So from what I got, like from interviews, I, I heard from, from professionals in that field. Uh, most of them were like pretty much 24-7 working and drawing. I thought that, that would take the fun out of drawing. So 
I'm not into that, even though I tried it for a bit. And I got and signed up for the design school around here, like kind of college, you can call it like it's a paid one. I had gathered a few money, like working random jobs, like waiter or construction and shit like that. So I got into that school and it started from there pretty much. I, I already knew like the software, the Photoshop, learned a few other programs there and started getting some freelance jobs like around my city. Uh, even before like finishing the school, which, which was nice. And that's where I started pretty much. Hmm. And from there, like I, I built it up over the years. Damn. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And when did, so how, how long did it take you to kind of get that first client and what, what was that process like, you know? Uh, one, one of the clients like I got first was like a small local shop. I don't even remember what kind of shop it was, to be honest, like a bakery type shop. They would sell, resell pretty much, not just not make it the bread. So yeah, I, I did like a logo for them. And uh, then I got like some local, local teams here, like a uh, swimming team, uh, uh, I, I usually work just for small businesses around here. But it, it wasn't much money because uh, here in Greece, it's, it's like it's, they don't really appreciate that kind of work, to be honest. So they wouldn't pay above the threshold. So, yeah, it was hard getting jobs. So I would always do pretty much have another job and just do freelancing on the side. Mm, yeah. And one um, difficulty I see with like graphic designers is they struggle to monetize like high ticket offers, right? They can't because, you know, they struggle, they, they kind of get stuck in like, the low ticket realm. And I know you've like found a way, you know, to charge high prices for your service and for like graphic designers listening, how would you suggest to, you know, charge your service at a high price and actually get customers? Uh, well, you have to at start everyone like charge uh, less, I guess, once you get the, the experience needed and you know that what you're offering, it's actually good. And you think you are uh, on a good level, then you can raise your prices. Uh, people, if you, if you were used like to work with cheap people, they're not going to like that. You're probably going to lose or, or all your clients at some point <laughs> so <laughs> uh but yeah you're gonna raise your prices stick to it and the way i did it like uh i just reached out at first at a few few companies that i knew they might be interested to paying like actual money for it so the way i did it was that and i told them these are my ranges. My floor is this. I don't go lower than this, but I could go a lot higher depending on what we're going to work on together. And pretty much that's what I do on Twitter as well. 
I have like a base floor, but then it's upwards from there. It's but you cannot like charge everyone the same price because it depends what you're what you're doing for them. It would be dishonest like to charge everyone three uh, k or whatever. You have to to see who you're working with. It takes a little a little bit of practice, and what are you doing for them, and then decide on the price. But you have to have like your floor that you not don't go down below that one. Yeah, it kind of cheapens your brand when you yeah you're like oh yeah I guess I can knock off like five hundred dollars. Yeah, we talked about that on the last podcast, but yeah, that's definitely true. Um, I want to ask you though. So just curious, uh, if you were to restart the whole process over of becoming a designer, uh, would you still go the traditional route of going to college, or would you say maybe pursue? more of an online education where you find a designer online that you really like and then perhaps take some courses from him or maybe uh, hit up free resources on YouTube and all that stuff. Well, which which uh, route would you take? Like I said, before going like to the codes, uh, I already did that and learned like the software. So I thought this is, I think it has like a, you learn so much from YouTube. It's it's great, uh, but it's all over the place. You have to know where to go to find that the good information. So I think yeah, I would still go to the college because they they you learn like the traditional way to do it. Even if uh, all electronic devices stopped uh, stops existing tomorrow, I could still get. Uh, get to work like uh, work as a designer with traditional media because you learn like everything oh. everything starts like from hand drawings and you learn how to process ideas faster you can you can learn that from youtube don't get me wrong or from a great course but when I first started, the, at, at least they weren't like structured courses on YouTube. They were, yeah. they were like three video series or whatever someone made, which were they were good. But yeah, you need like a structure to get you like from the start to the finish. Yeah, I think a big thing a lot of people overlook too is the commitment. So you're going to be more committed if you're dropping like thousands of dollars on an education opposed to if like you just got like some free YouTube resources. So you actually got skin in the game. You're like, Oh shit. Like, yeah. okay, I, I got to go to class. I got to do this assignment. Yeah. And then actually it wasn't like uh, that, that expensive hmm. to, to, around here. At least it's not so a bit more than you a learn, like, course. professionals you learn from like professionals they are not just teachers most of the teachers i had one of them owned a design studio uh, the other one was a freelancer for years uh, they were all like working but just teaching on their spare time no oh, that's pretty cool actually so, it, it's it, that's cool that it's not just like all theory then it's yeah, actually people that have you learn the theory but you learn from people like they tell you how to how to go about it when it comes to clients you learn that kind of stuff oh that's good that's good that they taught you actually how to 
get clients I wasn't expecting. Yeah, they so, like they, they give you like uh, some briefs and you go, they give you uh, like the outliner and you, you do exercises like that. So you get into that kind of mentality. So you know what to do when you get to work with a real client later on. You just tell them three left on Twitter and then all the clients pour in, right? What? He says, like, you just tell them three left on Twitter. And then yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, I think that that was one of the first lessons I, I got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I guess, so for people that don't know really who you are so i guess you you've you made court you made like course covers profile pictures with twitter accounts kind of just for people who don't know what do you kind of design in more like detail for graphic design uh well i mainly focus like uh in brand identity like it's pretty much everything concerned that that covers the brand like from the logo, from the covers, uh, email banners or Facebook banners or whatever, or social media in this age. Uh, in a different days, that might be like a, a shop, like advertisement outside or stuff like that, or leaflets or books. So, yeah, depending on the brand and what they need, you do like... You give them a, an offer and you create their logo. For example, if they're going to go uh, from, to create something from the start, you create a logo, you create everything around that. So it all comes down to be like a consistent image across all social media or whatever media you're using. Mm, yeah. I mainly focus like in brand identity. I do like some covers for people around here, but I do I don't really take covers because I do them like I don't want to overcharge on them. It's just right. Yeah. But I take them like from people I like. I just I say let's do it, but I don't take it from some people just asking me, "Hey, dude, can you do a cover?" And they right. just and come Yeah. I think you've definitely become one of those go-to you know designers. If you know at a big account is releasing a course or you know. Want, you know need some type of branding a lot of the time i see them you know they come to you for that kind of branding yeah right? yeah and the, and the great thing about that is that uh when you get like to work with uh, people uh they usually become your friends so uh, you never you never really stop working with them if something else comes down the line they're usually gonna contact you pretty much most of the people i found here on twitter they work uh, with me when it's when it's something graphic design related or when they need some advice, they just DM me. So it's, it's a nice thing. Like you, you get to, to become friends with your clients. Yeah. And what is the, in the kind of when people start starting a like design, what is the biggest mistake you see happen like often? Uh, like here on Twitter or, just like, you know, getting started on Photoshop, is there anything in particular that someone does and they, you know, you know, it's kind uh, of, it comes with a form of procrastination or it stops them from progressing quicker? Yeah, maybe they get like overwhelmed 
because for example if you get on photoshop you see like a lot for people that have never gotten into photoshop you see a lot of options so you don't know what what everything does that's that can be very overwhelming if you're starting out on your own but and that's yet another reason like to get someone to teach you i did that on my own because i like like the grind i used to play games when i was a kid and i like learning new stuff so i did it from videos and i learned the programs that way but uh it can be very overwhelming for someone that that doesn't have that kind of mindset getting in you need to be like committed to learn and you and you will probably learn faster that way but yeah i cannot like go in depth with this because it's like settings and stuff so i cannot explain them out of thin air but uh when it comes to designing uh a mistake i see a lot around on twitter for people calling themselves designers but but yeah uh, i see like they use some canva or uh like an ai kind of thing that generates some random bullshit and they call that like a design which is not let's be honest it's then, art yeah that's probably great like ai which can do like great work but that costs probably thousands of dollars and you cannot get it for free on google so so yeah that's not design another thing it's from amateurs uh, actual amateur designers is that they they won't like to use the the coolest font or they make everything big or they learn the new effect on photoshop or a new way like a new effect on illustrator and they want to to use that so they put like three effects in something and it looks oversaturated and looks weird and that's not going to bring high quality people even if it's cool visually it's not going to bring like high quality people following you for example if it's like a banner it's going to look like weird it's going to look like one of those canva uh, uh, designs i mentioned they have like a thousand things but you get confused you the message should come first and then the the other stuff you you have to communicate the message that's that's the most important thing when it comes to design yeah it's kind of reminds me of like the cheesy car sales uh like the stuff they do to get attention to like their yeah their, yeah uh... but you can do like tricks like that to get attention but not in that way you can do it very subtly or yeah it's like you're attracting like the people that don't appreciate high quality stuff so like, yeah. do you really want those clients also, by the way, even people that don't appreciate high quality stuff, if they see something that looks high quality, they know it's better than the other thing they saw before. So yeah. it's, it's in their mind. They might not even realize it, but they know it. That's why they go like for big brands and buy expensive clothes. But if you look at the cost of a t-shirt from, I don't know, Lacoste and another random brand, it's probably going to be around the same. But they just slap on like the crocodile, and that's it. Yeah, it's like um, it's like if a, a girl has a nice ass, like you just innately yeah, know like, slap that's a ass, nice you're, ass. Yeah, you're exactly. Slap the ass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, 
well yes it's awesome to see what you're doing or like with twitter as well and i've seen you know you designed avalon i'm just trying to who are the accounts you've worked with and you wrote a really good thread the other day on you know like talking about uh, your graphic you know graphic designer who you've designed for and yeah i've worked actually with many people on some with bigger project others with smaller like uh, a banner or whatever uh, some of them are on that thread let me pull it up real fast because yeah some some of them are some uh, well-known accounts i guess one of them is like uh, boss your day probably seeing him around you're probably following uh, i did his whole branding uh, I did his logo, I did his uh, a basic like type landing page for his email, a email uh, magnet. Uh, I did like some some courses, some some covers for his courses. Uh, like ev everything he needed. That's one of those accounts. Uh, another one is Wait, I'm lagging pretty badly here. <clears throat> Another one I worked with is Tyler. Tyler Todd. Uh, he's like a fitness guy. We are we are partners in Avalon as well. I, I've worked on his personal stuff and Avalon. Well, I'm co co partner, so I didn't get paid for that. I'm getting paid like. Uh, later on in terms of returns. Uh, I've worked with uh, Francis Melia. Uh, he's a personal trainer as well. He's in Avalon. Uh, I've worked with uh, Daily Startup Fix. I did his branding as well. I've worked with some people that uh, their brands are not necessarily on Twitter, but they have Twitter accounts and they contact contact me uh, to work uh, on their businesses. I've worked on some construction type uh, branding business, an automated uh, chatbot a guy made here, Ian, a friend of mine. Uh, I've worked like uh, with Decade Investor. There are many people actually. Yeah, I can see. There are more in the thread, but yeah, I would just be dropping names. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you listed some big names there, and that's cool to see. And I want to like kind of go back to when you were talking about, you know, learning like a new system like Photoshop. Or in our case, I mean, me and Dakota's case, learning web web design like Webflow. You know, it can, it does get really overwhelming. You know, you have a lot to learn from yeah. start to finish. And I guess what definitely helped for you was go, you know, going to getting classes on it and getting like having more clarity about how to use it, right? Um, but for well, someone who uh, does, yeah, I, Photoshop, I learned completely on my own. I knew more. Oh yeah, yeah. In some, in some cases, than some of the instructions uh, instructors there. Right. When I went, because I already used it like for two years on my own. So, uh, but you, you. You learn ways to use it. You might not right. know learn a new shortcut, but you learn like a great way that will save you time from someone that has been using that a lot. 
or you learned like the thinking, the design thinking. So th that's the the important part you learn, like how to, how to go about it, how how to save time on designing something, or uh, why something works and why that it doesn't. But those are the important things you learn. It's not about the software. The software you can learn it on YouTube for sure. But the thinking, someone has to pass it on to you, like someone that knows what they're doing and they've been doing it for years, they're probably going to pass it on to you faster than you would take to learn it on your own. That's, that's mostly it. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I was, it's, um, definitely YouTube is the goldmine when you know what you need to, um, but you need to learn because you're kind of stuck at this point going YouTube and you watch like a 20 minute clip just, or even less to like help you solve that. And it's kind of a case of trial and error, right? You've got to just run for it. So you'll have the patience to learn, you know, each element of the software. And then once you're there, you know, you're, you, you, yeah, then no. you've got to learn how to monetize it, which I'm sure um, you know the class has helped with you, for you. And another thing is focus on one area at first, so you get good at it. Because, for example, I, I can do like I do brand identity, like uh, I get paid from that. But I do like art, like uh, photo manipulations. I do stuff like that. I you I've sold I've sold like art like that in in the past i'm getting into nfts i can manipulate like uh, retouch photos focus on one of those areas you enjoy and then you can learn a bit more about the other areas and see what really what really what you really like and then focus on that. But once you find your thing, just focus on that so you can monetize it if that's your goal. If you, or you could be like uh, just a hobbyist, you know, you like doing random, random art on Photoshop. Why not? Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to like actually uh, NFTs. So how how far have you gone? You know, in depth with NFTs, have you learned a lot well, of? I've just created one, uh, which wasn't the, the most efficient way to create it. I didn't know. I just wanted to try it. So one of of the pieces I made like two years ago, uh, photo manipulation. Uh, I create. I made that into NFT on Rarible. It hasn't sold yet because I made it one out of one. It was mostly like a trial. Uh, and I got like the the process of how to make it. Like I learned that, and I'm getting like we were talking before. I'm getting like in some NFT projects that are not my own, but I just like to get on them and see where they could go. But I'm not like an, an expert at this. Yeah, man. That I, know, place... I know how to make one. If if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I was because. I mean, I have no idea how it works, but it's... It's, it's, it's pretty really... simple, actually. It's pretty simple. I, I could show you if you want. So, it, yeah, yeah. Is there, like, a marketplace? So, you, 
you create an NFT and then there's a marketplace that you sell it on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, kind of a, yeah. Also, it comes down. It comes down on what uh, blockchain you're creating it. Usually, the expensive ones you probably hear on the news about. They are mostly on uh, Ethereum, and the market, the the largest marketplace is OpenSea. Um, and like the CryptoPunks, Blaze Lions, I've been seeing that around. A new one looks very cool. Boss Your Day got like uh, a ton of them. <laughs> He's been flexing them on on Twitter. <laughs> uh, they are pretty. They are good projects going around, but you, you got to know. You got to do your research before buying something because it could be something like uh, like scam or a rag pool. Yeah, where they get the money. And they if it, if it's about like NFT gaming. If it comes to, I'm, I'm investing in two games, but I've seen like rag pulls in the past because the developers promise a shit ton of things. People get their money in, they say, oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Let's go. And they, they never develop the game and get the money in and leave pretty much. Oh, for real? Oh, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been done. Yeah. So how is something like held as high value there? Because you see, NFT selling for millions, and a lot of the time that is because you know it's a, an iconic you know moment. For example, maybe a sp- iconic sporting moment, or you know I've saw like it was um Jack like for his first ever tweet, the creator of Twitter. You know um sold his for like something insane. But like in general, how do you price it as a higher market value in the NFT world? I think it's it mostly comes down to marketing. If if the team does a great job at marketing their work and it starts blowing up and and Twitter maybe, that's where some of them start and people start getting into it. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, man, yeah. Sorry, this is even cut out as the max 40 minutes. Okay, okay. Uh, Sorry about that. So, uh, what I was saying, yeah, people start seeing things blowing up and they, most of them just get in to make money. Others, maybe they appreciate the projects, but some of them are a bubble. But there is a lot of value in the technology behind it, like uh, owning, having digital ownership, something. You can use it in other ways as well. Mm, yeah. It's, it's an interesting space right now and especially re- like recently you know it's been completely popping off and i mean that whole like yeah it's it's insane to see how much you know art what a digital artwork is selling for and i mean it's a great opportunity i mean for someone like you you know if you dive into that you've got the skills you could sell some you could sell something big man i guess like yeah but and i haven't really looked like in depth into it that's that's a problem I just created one to try it out. I'm just researching more into it. So maybe in the future, I will be creating more more of it. Hey, man. Yeah, and you become an NFT millionaire. That'd be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. I actually wanted to talk about Avalon. So I've had Kyle on this podcast, and it was really cool what he was talking about Avalon and you like the goals there. How did you get into that kind of... Um, what made you want to be kind of a part of that community and how did you kind of... Well, to the he's talking about the idea. Carl was talking about the idea he had. 
and yeah. they told you know Tyler and other people let's start this fitness community the new BS fitness community how, how did you did you I know you designed the cover how did um you know you become a part of that community and a co co-owner yeah I've, I've designed like uh, the branding yeah uh, how I got into it was I just got a message from Tyler I, I knew Tyler and Kyle 15 days into Twitter pretty much we got in the group we're still there uh, we're pretty much everyone is is friends there uh, so yeah I got a, a message from Tyler asking me to design to make the branding for Avalon the brand identity and I was like yeah let's go why not he he told me we can make you like a co-owner you're you're into fitness as well, so I think you you would like this. And I just said yes, pretty much. It wasn't a hard sell to me because I really like the guys. So I wanted to work on a project with them for sure. It's awesome, man. That's really that, awesome. Through that, I met uh, Francis and Sam as well. Yeah, and I've been in that community and I love the content there. I think it's preaching really yeah. good things and it's there there are a lot of articles actually there you you could be reading for days yeah you could um it's awesome man because you know you see all this mixed information which carl's doing well on instagram you know big influencers um that just spread a lot of he said misinformation or disinformation and he said the point of avalon the goal there was um was you know to give people actual actionable advice that has been time tested and proven and helped yeah. people. Yeah, pretty much that's the goal because you see a lot of bullshit when it comes to fitness. The other day, did I hear like uh, I think a Bollywood star? He said that the protein shake takes ten years to digest or some shit like that. It was twenty that years. Was, he said yeah, twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah. Wow, dude, that was. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And that guy had millions of, uh, of followers. Imagine a small percentage of those followers believing that. I know it's crazy, and then it just yeah. it expands even more and more, and then that's how you get the, these crazy just just stuff like that, man. Like I had a guy telling me uh, yesterday on Twitter because I made a post about drinking diet soda, and he's just right away he's like diet soda causes cancer and stuff and i yeah and i told him like yeah. oh okay like i would love to see some data on this and then he was like oh well uh my story is anecdotal and like my sister had cancer and she's drinking a diet pop and the brain surgeon said don't drink that or something it was just stupid well, man it's like how, people much, how much of it though dude i mean yeah, man. Like, there's so many different, like, varying yeah. factors. Like, I didn't say I was drinking every day. And, I mean, like, just. You, you could probably get cancer from healthier stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. all these. Everyone identifies with a certain group, like keto or carnivore and stuff like that. So if you go against it, you're wrong. And, like, it's, it's just crazy. It's tribalism everywhere. Yeah. My girlfriend is a dietitian. So. Uh, I learned from here as well, but uh, I already knew much of those things. And yeah, he's he's very she gets triggered when he hears about fat diets, <laughs> you know, like keto and shit like that, because it comes down at the end of the day, like uh, to having a balanced diet, uh, 
the calories. There, there is a lot of variables. Yeah, and the biggest thing is finding what works for you. Like I've yeah, tried yeah. keto before, and like, I mean, it worked all right. But I work better when I find low calorie, high protein foods, and it's. You just got to find what works for you. Like maybe keto works for people and that's great, but it's not going to work for everybody. Same yeah, with yeah. carnivore, stuff like that. Just don't tell Francis that you didn't eat carbs. <laughs> 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 That'll be our secret. No, one, no one's listening right now. Yeah, right now, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe later. <laughs> yeah. So, are you in Avalon? Yeah, I am amazing man I, I, I love the like information there um other videos you know as well like walking through how to do you know um thought like how to perfect your form and you know it's it's, it's great man i think what you put together that is awesome yeah yeah we have form checks uh, i mean you get form checks from professionals so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. it's worth all the money i say like it's really worth being there especially if you're serious about fitness and you know you just want the actual information not because like you guys said like on Twitter on Insta, like you know on any social media the, the information's so mixed you know like everyone's saying different things and you can't in a way you can't really google up like I don't know um how to lose weight because you're going to hear like a hundred different things and it's going to be yeah. extremely different <laughs> yeah you're probably going to get a video like uh from Fenex telling you about spot reduction or some shit yeah it's Which crazy like- work, by the way all these people that are telling you how to live your life that you look at them and most of them are anon or most of them are just not healthy themselves. It's like, it's like, what do you do? Like, I don't want to look like you. Or you're probably going to get a hot chick. showing <laughs> you how to perform an exercise incorrectly. Yeah. And yeah. Her ass. yeah. And then you got like all the guys on PEDs as well. They're like, Oh, I just eat chicken, broccoli and rice. And that's all it takes to get jacked. You just got to hustle harder, like two hours in the gym every day. And then it sets these unrealistic expectations have, for people. You just have to eat every five minutes, bro. It's not a car. Come on. <laughs> Stoke the metabolism. Up your, game. <laughs> Up your Sigma grind set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is insane. And I remember, like, I've been to Dakota, one of your posts. I remember you did, like, the pull-up challenge with Dan Co and someone else. I can't remember. But, um, and then there were like people like Anons commenting like how your like form was wrong and you know I really didn't remember. I yeah, didn't yeah. see that one. Oh yeah. You posted a video doing something? Yeah, it was a pull up challenge with oh, Nuke Ambition yeah. and Dan Co. And I jumped in like you guys want to get your ass whooped. <laughs> uh, so we planned a, a competition like two weeks from that date, and uh, whoever did the most weighted pull ups. Uh, I don't know. They just got clout. <laughs> what, what were the, the numbers involved? I got, I think, 14, and then Nuke Ambition got 13. Then Dan, he's a little bitch, and got, I don't know, 12, Wait. maybe 12 or 10 or something. Wait, what know. weight? 45 pounds. Uh, that's 20 kilos? Yes. Around, yeah, around that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool, but yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's nice. It's impressive, yeah. man. Got to respect it. And haven't tried maxing in a while, but yeah, that's that's a good number yeah. to get on the uh, weighted pull-ups. It's always the add-ons though, right? Always the add-ons who um, <laughs> <laughs> come in and say, oh, you're doing it wrong, you're not going high enough, you're not, you know. But, by the way, I've posted like uh, in the past because I'm 
you don't see my face usually on Twitter, but I post it in the past, like videos doing stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get you get some weird comments, even though my form is impeccable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join I have only fans. I want to see more of your face. Yeah, I haven't really gotten like a form check, but yeah, I mean, you get some weird uh, dude that's gonna hurt your your shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome to see. And yeah, I mean, we go. I've, there's so many graphic designers, right? I see on Twitter, it's like so. There's so many, you know, who, like you said, have the Canva banner, and you know, Dude, they're cool. not. They're not designers. That's a problem. <laughs> they, they don't. No, I'm not trying to yeah, be a yeah. hater, but I, I don't respect like uh, someone who charges for something 10, 10 bucks or five bucks. And he does it on Canva anyway. Anyway, but I mean that's that's not graphic design. Come on, the prices are way higher if you go. Even if you Google like the, an average price, it's probably going to be like even from a junior designer, it's going to be high with training. Man, I remember seeing uh, the banner you did for Young Toy King, and I was blown away. Just it was so simplistic, but it was it just like the font and like the different shades. It just looks so sexy, and it's just it just shows like how you don't have to do all this like extravagant stuff, like you were saying earlier. It's like all like the basic fundamentals, and just applying that. And like I, you helped me with my website as well. Like uh, just like the little things you noticed, because I use like a, a full on white for my landing page, and I put just black full on black for the text and then you pointed out like oh like the contrast is a bit much like it gets like a bit much on the eyes and stuff and you suggested doing like a softer white and a softer black and it's just like those little things that a lot of people they just don't catch it just shows like your professionalism and just how it is it's like a it's a craft and you you gotta it's all in the little details and it all adds up and i just thought that was really cool yeah, yeah, it's, it comes down to that pretty much. Uh, by yeah. the way, I'll I'll take a better look at it and send you more feedback. Yes, please. I, just, I was just uh, busy. Yeah, Maybe no, when I know. I come oh, back, yeah. Probably. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, but by the way, I did the fifty sat uh, banner. His his hasn't up, updated it yet, but I think you're gonna like that one as well. Oh, dope. Oh, I'm excited to see that. That's going to be awesome. Oh, I'm going to hit him up right now and ask. I want to see yeah. it. Yeah, we're going to see this. Because you're, you're, I'd say you're, I'm trying to think of another graphic designer who's like the go-to on our side of Twitter. Here I'm, on Twitter? Yeah. I'm just trying to, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely. The only listening. guy, the only guy I respect, uh, he's self-taught, by the way, uh, is Brent. Brent. Branding Brent. Brent. Oh, I, yeah, I need to check this. Yeah, you got, I yeah, I haven't heard of this person branding. Yeah, we we talk we talk uh, to him. He, I gave him like uh, some advice at some point with something, and he's very he's an all around great guy. And he he also worked uh, with some big accounts. He's worked with uh, Right to Riches and some other people. He was around uh, like two years before me here on Twitter, but. The amount of uh, learning he does, it's it's great because he learned on his own everything, and he he always looking to learn. I, I like that guy. 
Oh yeah, if, I've seen this guy around. If, yeah. If you if you dislike me, just go to Brent. <laughs> but don't go to Canva people. No. If you go to Canva people, you deserve everything you get. They're I mean... scum of the earth. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, uh, a, a funny story about this. Uh, a guy I did his branding like the the rose hood. If you see on that thread, um, Kyle, he had a banner in the early days. A, a Canva person did. I just called them Canva people. <laughs> uh, and he wanted like to change something. I I recommended he change something because I thought he made it himself because it looked uh, very amateurish. And he said, "Okay, I'll I'll hit up the guy." And he never answered. He just pocketed some twenty bucks or whatever, and he Man, yeah. never asked. And the, th- and the thing is, Canva's so easy to learn as well. Like anyone, you don't yeah, even the... need to be a design type person. My... Anyone can learn. My easily. point is, a lot of people won't pay like two hundred bucks, or uh, they will go to pay ten bucks, or twenty, or forty for something. Uh, just giving random numbers here. But they end up paying more because they have to, at the end of the day, go to the professional and get the work done anyway. So they end up paying 250 bucks, for example. You get my thinking behind this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's like starting back from yeah, ground zero. And then you're in the yeah, negative. Yeah, because you're, you have to restart everything. Yeah, and then you think about maybe perhaps opportunity cost too, because if you have a shitty design or a shitty brand, uh, that might kind of yeah. Imagine imagine someone offers you like ghostwriting at I don't know one hundred bucks a month, and then he writes you two tweets and leaves. Then you have to go to the professional. You know, (laughs) you're gonna pay like two k or three k or I don't know what the prices are. And you already lost a hundred bucks for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Just go high to high tickets. Yeah. You could, you could just go with high tickets and invest that 100 later or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dakota, I think in like web design, it's like going to someone to get a Squarespace where web's like, right. Dude, I, I had, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I had a client I was writing copy for and she had a web designer already. And, uh, I literally had to like fix her site for her because the web designer was super cheap. I don't know how much, but definitely cheap and just, just did a shitty job. And like, while I was writing the copy for her, I'm like, Hey, your web designer should be doing this. And like that, I was literally telling the web designer what the fuck to do. And, um, it came down to it where, uh, the guy was like, okay, I'm not doing any more changes. Like this is what you get and all that. And it was just a yeah. shitty job. So I ended up, making her landing page for her, just funny enough, but it's exactly what Vilson was talking about. Like, yeah, you get what you pay. Yeah, exactly. And if you, I mean, I've read, I've read, read books and if you charge low and you're trying to, you know, trying to be the cheapest graphic designer, then you're just going to be based off commodity. You've got to, you know, I think what you must do very well is you charge based on the value you provide. You believe that price justifies what you sell yeah. and, you become kind of in your kind of in your own realm because you know people are going to come to you for your kind of unique design and going to pay for you as a person to design that their branding because they've seen that you've you know already put in the great work before. 
Exactly, exactly. Uh, that's why I don't consider I have like competition. Uh, not even on Twitter or everywhere, because it comes down to being you and knowing what you're doing. You have no competition at that. But especially when it comes to design around here, for example, it's not like I see actual good designers aside from that guy I mentioned, and we are not competing. We are helping each other. I sent uh, he sent me work once because he couldn't get it on, and I could send him tomorrow. You know, that's how actual designers work. That's how you get that mentality when you go, for example, to the college. Another thing I do. If I know someone is working with another designer, I would never go to that guy. Even if he comes to me to, to redesign something, I would ask who did that. And if I know that designer, or even if I don't know the designer, I would say, go to him first. If he doesn't want to work with you anymore, then come to me. I'm not taking, I'm not fucking with anyone's work. It, it's a bad, it's a bad deal, you know? Mm. I don't yeah. like fucking around to that. It's a small commu- community too, especially on Twitter. No, it's not so. even about Twitter. I mean, overall, if yeah, you you don't you don't want to fuck with someone's work, just let them be. If I let them use their prices or whatever, but if they are done with that person, then you can take them on, sure. But I always ask that if they're working with someone. Man. That's awesome, and you have good principles. It sounds like with your business, you know, you just want to genu- generally de- deliver value to people. Um, yeah, and it's not only uh, the fact that they're working with the other person; the the designs are going to be incoherent anyway because I design differently from you. You know, you have a different style, I right? Have a different yeah, style. Uh, I see something differently than you, so it's going to be different. Absolutely, man. It's a uh, you know, it's, it's, it's there doesn't need to be competition because you know you're you design in your own unique way, like someone else designs in their own unique way. So, the I'm also awesome about like graphic design. A lot of the time, the people will come to you for you because they want like you to do the work specifically because yeah, yeah. they you know they they love what you've done in the past. Yeah, usually I mostly work like with people I've worked with the past. Uh, and they come all the time, you know, the, those are the standards. And then I get some new clients and then they become standard clients after a while. And it goes like that. And they recycle back and forth. Man, that's awesome. And yeah. by the way, I've, I've never really promoted on Twitter before that thread. I got all the work I got from word of mouth. So that's pretty cool. That thread got me some new emails, but yeah, promotion works, by the way, guys. Do it if you want to. Yeah, promoting, like, <laughs> especially in the right way, you know, putting out a thread, you know, you showed all your work. Now someone's going to be really interested, like, yes, I need this. And then they reach out to you. That's the way to go. Um, you know, kind of. Yeah, I, think, I think that's how 50 found out, I think, about my right, work. Yeah. Social proof is huge. Matt, like that is essential to move on forward as a business, you know. Indeed, indeed. Man, this has been an awesome talk, and yeah, um, what have you got to plug? Like, what, where can people find you, and what do you have to offer for people? Uh, they can find me at Twitter at at Wilson Talks, and 
yeah, I, I can visualize your future brand. That's that's it. I don't know. <laughs> are you gonna plug your OnlyFans too, or are you just gonna keep that? Uh, on the dumb yeah, no, I, I keep the secret is uh, <laughs> mostly for high tickets. <laughs> No, 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 join Avalon you know? and then you get it. Yeah. yeah. I usually charge like a thousand bucks for one foot. Uh, you charge and more than your graphic design. Or... I'm like Exodia, you know, from Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I, oh, I yeah. charge for parts of different body parts. They, they connect them together. You know? To form a brand identity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to form my naked form, pretty much. <laughs> Turn it into an NFT. Yeah, yeah that, that could actually work. That man. would sell for a lot, man. Oh my fucking Might make god! It female, please no. Female. Yeah, I, I would need a lot of NFT pieces for you know. Oh yeah. Okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Collect all three. <laughs> Yeah, around one. <laughs> yeah. Now, honestly, man, thank you for coming on, talking about kind of your process or your business. I hope there's any aspiring, like, graphic designers or anyone who, who's interested in learning, like, an online skill and they've listened to this, they now know not to use Canva. Or you're a piece of shit if you do. <laughs> no, you're not a piece of shit, but, yeah. You'll burn in hell, you're sorry. Cheating, you're cheating yourself. You can learn something exactly, yeah. more efficient. Yeah. So would you say you got Photoshop and then what, any others that you no, would suggest? When it comes to brand identity, Photoshop, it's a no-go as well. It's mostly for picture manipulation and stuff like that. But oh, right, yeah. It, you can use Illustrator, maybe Affinity Design. I haven't used it myself, but I hear it's good. And what's the other one? Microsoft Paint. No, <laughs> uh, I forget the other one. Dude. I use Figma, but I know Vilson is not a, a big fan of Figma. But oh I man, like, no, I'm basic though. So. No, I like Figma. Oh okay, for, well, Figma's, Figma's, for, for like showing off projects. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, wireframe. I don't really YouTube. use it, but I like the how you show off pros, projects like that. Yeah, and oh. another thing I wanted to add, if like you said, if someone is an aspiring graphic designer and he needs like advice or whatever just shoot me a dm i don't mind us answering yeah Wilson has helped me a lot with uh, my designs and banner and website and all that so i'd highly recommend him for all you people cool guy yeah, yeah. But anyway this has been fun man um yeah this was a blast dude yeah i love it love it and yeah maybe we'll get, get you on one day in the future yeah yeah um, why not on the line yeah anyway thank you for coming on and thank you for listening guys See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.